1: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenot Final Bell on this Thursday on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Troy Nielsen is joining us today with Smart Yield out of Kearney, Nebraska. And let's start out the the no surprise this afternoon came out. The words highly unlikely with quotations around them that Trump is going to meet with the Chinese president. And the market reacted pretty quickly to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that was the, the big reaction today was simply because of the the no non-meeting that's going to take – or not going to take place. So, you know, that was anticipated. I think that was disappointing uh, to the market. The funds have been in there and have established some long positions in corn. My guess is some of that was reversed out of there today. Um, and then, of course, in the soybean market as well. So I, I think that was the big um, knock in the, in the markets today. What I take a look at is how does that affect us technically um and when you look at that, we're, we're still in a range on soybeans, talking new crop November beans. Um, between last week's low and this week's high, we're right in the middle of that range, basically. So technically, I don't think we've done any damage there. In the corn market, we're at $4 right now, uh, plus change, might four, four and a quarter, or something like uh, four and a half cents. And a half cent, but we're really in a range from 406 to 396 and we're right in the middle of that range. And so, um, we didn't really do any technical damage to these markets. And then I think tomorrow's report, of course, is highly anticipated and that'll give us some direction there moving forward.
1: I want to get your thoughts on that report. It is a big report tomorrow. And as you and I were talking before the Fontanelle final bell started, usually February is not too exciting of information. And there is a lot of hype that's being put into this report tomorrow.
0: Yeah, that's right. I think you're right. Uh, usually the February report is not that big a deal. But when we haven't had reports for a while, it's more ha- highly anticipated. You know, will the will the USDA try to... Um, you know, bring some more information forward in this report um, and get us up to speed or, or where, where are we going to be on this? So I think it has the potential to be um, uh, kind of a market mover and maybe short term, but I think it does have the potential there to be a market mover at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning.
1: And I know producers, many of have asked you of your clients, you know, what do you anticipate? I mean, we get a lot of these pre-report estimates that come out, but at this point, there's a lot... A lot hanging in the air as to what we might see because we haven't had data for so many weeks.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I I think um, uh, what everybody's anticipating is a little bit lighter on yields from last year, corn and soybeans, of course. And that's anticipated how much of that's already in the market. Um, is probably one of the big questions there. But I do think if we get some confirmation of that, it could give us some support. I don't know that it would be bullish at this time, but it would give us maybe some support um, in these markets, just if we can see some drop in those old cro- or those um, 2018 yield.
1: You know, I think it's interesting. And again, you and I had talked about this. Still getting 2018 info. I mean, we saw stuff from December 28th being released this morning from the USDA, and then we look to our neighbors to the south, and they're starting to get seed delivered. So we're going from looking at the old crop, wondering numbers because of the government shutdown, to having to focus on new crop because before we know it, planters will be in the field in the south.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's not too many months away and and that and that planting's going to start in the south and so there's new crop issues. Right now is a time of year where we usually um, transition from from um, supply from last year into demand for new crop. And part of that new crop demand, of course, uh what we talked about there is that corn to bean ratio and about 2.6 to 1 is really about par um, and and today that ratio is at 2. Three, eight. You know, so we're really not too far off a of par. Um, that could come right back into that real real soon. Um, so the ratio is not telling us anything, and that's comparing new crop December corn to new crop, new crop November beans. And so that ratio isn't telling us anything today. Um, we are very soon going to be talking about weather in the south as well, and, and that's going to be planting issues potentially. And right now they're putting some, Uh, moisture through that southern part of our our growing belt. And so, you know, what the talk is right now is will we have some planting delays early on on these markets to give us some support. And I think that's very um, possible.
1: Look at you. You talk a little bit about corn. What's been going on with these ethanol? I mean, ethanol margins remain on the poor side. What is it going to take to light a spark underneath this? Is it going to be summer driving weather?
0: Yeah, I think that could be. and, And also then it really doesn't help us when the when when are the price of the gas is coming down, you know that does not help ethanol margins at all either um ethanol report yesterday um showed about nine hundred and sixty seven thousand barrels per day uh that's down about four point four per four point four five percent from last week and so with those ethanol numbers coming down um that's real not real supportive at this point. Um, but you also have to look at the usage that we've been in, and we've had some pretty incredible weather um, over the entire United States, and it maybe has uh, driving and demand down on that ethanol as well. So um, I think it might be um, some seasonal seasonality to it, and ethanol sh- usage should pick up this spring. I think we'll see some of those numbers turn around in a big way here in the next few months.
1: We've seen some strong overall crush numbers and margins coming in for the soybeans when are we going to start to see that influx I mean we haven't had a lot of purchases from China but because they've had the African swine fever issues at one point are we going to start to really see some issues show up for the crushers
0: yeah I, I it, it's really right now it's all about you know South America production um, and and what we're who we're competing with there and so right now what we're looking at also, you got to start with product in my opinion the soybean is the product and, and there's just too many beans in the world i hate to say that but um they're, they're, the inventory of beans in the world and the u.s um, are pretty heavy right now so the crush numbers really need to be up there so we can start you know moving that product out and we haven't seen that um we need china to get on board here with us
1: stick around folks we've got more coming up it's a fontanelle final bell on the Rural radio network Welcome back to the Fontanelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we're joined by Troy Nielsen with Smart Yield out of Kearney, Nebraska. Let's switch gears a little bit. Look at what's happening on the livestock side. Lots of things to talk about when it looks at this cattle market. And really, it has been a choppy cattle trade as of late, Troy.
0: Absolutely. It really has. We've had some different fundamentals that are um, competing. and, And when you get that, you do get this choppy type of market, especially this time of year. Um, we've come into the first, uh, it, through January, and, and now through the first part of, or first week or so, or week of February. It's been a little bit choppy sideways, but yet we haven't really sold off that hard. Um, typically, just on a seasonality, we would see uh, a little bit of firmness through the, through the month of February that would top out around a, a month from now. So about a 30 days from now, um, we typically do see a little bit of toppiness um, in this market, I think some of the fundamentals that we're looking at—not uh, just the, the, the meat in the freezer—but um, what, what we are also looking at is we're competing with this weather. You know, with this type of weather, we're not grilling outside and we're not going to restaurants. And so, I think there's going to be some supply that the restaurants need to work through here in the next few weeks, which could keep the, a little bit of a check in this market and maybe even a little bit of corrective action to the downside. From there, I think we'll see some demand kick in and be fairly strong. And so I think you have those two competing factors against each other right now.
1: And and it's no surprise that you talk about that demand and how slow it has been. I mean, we do. We need some warmer weather, get those barbecues warmed up, and get some meat movement. It's just nobody wants to go out. Once you're home, you're home.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I can I can attest to that in our household also. It's so cold and you just don't want to go go out and go out to a restaurant. But at the same you get done with the holiday parties and that type of stuff. Um, people want to eat at home a little bit. So I do think there's um, a factor there that's been a little bit more limiting than normal because of the weather. And um, so some of the restaurants, they're going to have to work through some supplies here. That should happen, though, within the next um two weeks, and then I think you'll start moving into a, a little bit more of a demand-driven market from there um, to finish out the month. That is very typical for the, to finish out um, February and even into that first 10 days in March. So um, I would anticipate maybe a little corrective action and then finish the month strong.
1: Well, I mean, I'm curious because we we wait. It's a typical kind of pattern we've seen as of late that we don't see any cash activity really take place till Friday. And a lot of times after the market closes, is that what we're going to be sitting against this week? Because there's just not a lot of movement out there. And is the cold weather part of that, too?
0: Yeah. Last week in Nebraska, for example, I mean, cattle were steady at 124. Um, they were talking about a possible correction in the market. Um, it's it's just fairly quiet but steady. And I feel like um, this cash activity being as mundane as this right now, we're probably fortunate to be where we're at it with these markets. Um, and not in bad shape as far as moving forward. We're still looking at um I'm just looking at the, the live cattle on April. Um, we're still setting in that um, one twenty seven range or excuse me, uh, yeah, one twenty seven. Um topped out here uh, last week at, at 129 but we're still sitting here in this 127 range so it's corrected back but we're in pretty good shape with it overall um, even if we have a little bit of correction down and, and go maybe go test our, our recent lows in that 125-40 range um, I still think we're in good shape um, with that market and could go back and test that 129 if not take it out so um, the cash market being steady hasn't helped us um, it's not it's not going to push us to any higher levels at this point, but um, it really hasn't hurt us at this point either
1: with the, with the feeder cattle there's talk about some increased buyer activity going on in that is that going to bring some additional support for them as we wrap up this week tomorrow?
0: I hope so <laughs> I do <laughs> hope so It's a really the same type of scenario um, from last week's high to uh, the low, we are right in the middle of that range and most technical indicators are in neutral range and neutral calls right now on those on positions. So um, technically feeder cattle um, are kind of chopping sideways at this point. Um, and so maybe chopping, this is the word of the day in the cattle market, but we're chopping sideways. I think we're buying time, trying to get some inventory moved, um, and then get these lots cleaned up too. We've had some um, really sloppy, messy lots. Um, Cattle with a lot of mud on them Everybody's seen that in the country And that's hard on the cattle And these temperatures that we're incurring this week Really hard on on them Now the lots maybe is starting to um, Firm up a little bit just because the ground's frozen They've dried out a little bit also So there's those factors Playing into it as well but um, I think we'll break out of this to the top side or, or move up again, and maybe go challenge some of those highs, like in that April feeder. We're about one forty-four seventy now. Um, I would anticipate that you know two and a half, three bucks higher by the end of this month, um, potentially to see um, um, a very seasonal type of move take place.
1: All right, sounds good. What is the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Trey? Yeah,
0: just call us here at Carney um, at Smart Yield three zero eight two three four.
1: And that's the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.
0: You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.